welcome to DevCast, brought to you by Devril Smith, the right people. DevCast is where property meets people, industry figures, news and views, what it takes to be your best. So sit back, earphones on, and enjoy this edition of DevCast. Hello and welcome to DevCast, Devil Smith's audio series which holds exclusive and thought-provoking interviews with professionals of the property industry. I'm Ryan Doyle, a manager and a mental health first aider at Devil Smith, and today I'm going to be joined by Will Castle, a director at CBRE and a Movember ambassador. So very welcome to you, Will. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me. No, look, thanks for coming down. I know we had you recently for... Um, we had you on a bar stool talking to the guys uh, down in November about Movember, uh, to which you sported a fantastic moustache. <laughs> yep, there, you can see some evidence on my LinkedIn profile if you don't believe me, people. Yeah, a moustache that I could only dream of, um, <laughs> should we say. But um, no, look, thanks for coming down. Obviously, um, the idea of this particular podcast was based around, you know, on the 16th of January, which is a Monday this year, uh, we've got Blue Monday, which is uh, a date in the calendar um, that's super important because you know it's scientifically proven that that for whatever reason is proven as um, the bluest day of the year which which can be deemed as a bit of a negative but we're going to try and put a bit of a positive spin on that today and um, but Will I'd like to just tell the listeners a little bit more about about you if you can Uh, give them an idea of your background and and, and where you're at now and what what you do. Sure, so yeah, as as Ryan said, I'm a um, a director at CBRE. I'm in in the new homes team. Um, I've been at CBRE uh, coming up to five years now. Um, In February will be my five-year anniversary. And um, I've always been in the property sector, um, started straight out of uni. And the reason why, you know, Ryan's got me on here and why I did a bar stall is, um, as Ryan said, I'm a Movember community ambassador. Um, I'm a strong believer in, in mental health and, and the reason behind that is um, unfortunately I lost my father to suicide uh, 12 years ago and I never really spoke about it for about 10 years after it happened and, and over the past few years since lockdown it, uh, I sort of started speaking about it and, and in a cathartic sort of way it gave me a lot of comfort and also helping other people navigate their problems and, and issues has been something that I'm I'm delighted to do it's something I'm really proud of um, and I really enjoy doing and, and I find absolutely fascinating as well at the same time so um, yeah that's that's you know I'm, I'm now working for the charity on a part-time role um, as you said yeah do, do talks throughout November and even outside of November about my journey and and how I've got here and, and the reasons behind it and um, really looking forward to chatting a bit more about it with you today yeah, I mean, look, we'll get into the nuts and, um, and bolts of it. I think um, you don't know why I got started. As <laughs> that's a, that's true, either. actually, yeah. So um, Everyone's got their story. Exactly that. Um, just a quick uh, insight into your role at CBRE as well. Sure. Um, so I'm a director in the New Homes team. I basically um, advise um, clients on sales strategies, both international and domestic, um, and then run their, their new homes projects for them. So working with um, clients like Barclay, Mount Anvil, um, Vistry, who are now obviously owned by Countryside, um, and some um, smaller uh, developers too, as well, some sort of boutique agency and um, boutique clients at the same time. So, yeah. 
Okay, so we are we hold one thing in common amongst others. Um, <laughs> mental health first aiders uh, for, for our businesses respectively. So um, what does it mean to you to be a mental health first aider? And, and you know, we'll maybe come on to this question in a minute as to why you, you, you took that path as well. Sure, so um, re- rewinding back a little bit, um, the reason why I got into Movember was genuinely to grow, grow a fantastic moustache. That's, that is the real reason. Um, and every year I tried to do it, my wife told me, no, you can't do it because she didn't want me to have a moustache. And this was without actually realising what the charity did. I always thought Movember was a, um, a men's physical health charity, much more devoted towards um, prostate cancer and testicular cancer. And it was only after a little bit of digging that I actually realised um, they were a mental health charity as well. And the reason why I didn't actually know that is because originally when they started as a physical health charity, there was no mental health um, attachment to it. And it was only when they realised the implications on the mental side of what the physical side could do to you, you know, going through cancer and all those problems that could happen with you, that they realised they needed to pick up on the mental health side of things as well. So during lockdown, um, I was doing this research and and just by coincidence it was the 10 year anniversary of my dad's death and I said to my wife look mental health 10 year anniversary you know let, let me do this and of course she said yes in the end and um, I wrote a really what I thought you know still to this day was a, a nothing post on my social media just along the lines of you know I want to raise some money for mental health because I lost my dad to suicide 10 years ago and it just exploded just that that honesty and I suppose that me showing that that vulnerability that I'd never shown because a lot of people my colleagues my friends you know some no one had really known I'd never spoken about it before no one really understood what I'd been through a lot did they my, not know your story a lot of my colleagues didn't to be honest um I I, I was quite embarrassed at first I mean I mean I took that she's crazy right <laughs> looking back on it yeah but I, I I still understand the reasons why I felt like that but maybe I you know looking back on it maybe I should have been a bit more open and maybe that would have helped me a bit more to get to this position a bit faster um but the embar- but I think showing that vulnerability people probably looked and thought yeah that's that that's amazing and it just exploded from there and and you know um loads of comments likes messages all of that sort of thing and it, and, it, and I ended up raising a lot of money that year and it gave me a real sense of purpose and as I said before in a very cathartic almost selfish type of way. It gave me so much comfort doing it and releasing stuff that I hadn't spoken about for so long. Um, and I now do it every year. You know, as I said, I've got a part-time job with the charity, which is amazing. I absolutely love it. Um, talking to big companies like yourselves and, and, and others um, about my journey and how it's helped me and how they can help others and how they can help themselves as well. And I did all of this and it made me realise that I sort of have to become a mental health first aider as well because mm-hmm. you know if you're gonna you've got to really practice what you preach and I'm really fortunate that CBRE actually have an in-house trainer and, and we offer that that um, that qualification in-house you know it doesn't cost anything it's a two-day course if you haven't done it and you're interested I would highly recommend it as I'm sure Ryan would as well it's mm. extremely eye-opening very emotional um, but really teaches you about things that you probably wouldn't have thought about um, and you know, I, I, I absolutely love it. I thought it was a really, really valuable thing to do. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we're an advocate of it in, in our business as well, and it's great to hear CBRE are doing the same thing. If someone puts their hand up and wants to do this course, 
they're on it. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, it's interesting when you say about looking back, um, and and it's funny, isn't it? As you, as you get older, you say, oh, "I wish I knew this when I was younger." But um, <laughs> I, I, I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason at the right time. Mm. And what I went through, just in brief, I won't go into deep about it, but um, I actually fathered a child for four years that I thought was mine that wasn't. Wow. Um, well, thanks for sharing. I mean, I, I didn't know no, that. No, no, no. So this, this is all live, by the way. It's <laughs> the first time I think I've publicly said it. But, uh, but no, look, it's... But, and people, when you talk about it, people, and same with your situation, people say, wow, you seem pretty cool about it. And I'm like, well, I wasn't. Yeah. But now I am. Because you look back and you kind of say, I, I say, I needed that to be able to mature myself to be the father that I am now to my two-year-old son. So... Um, I think everything happens for the right reason at the right time and and it allows you to reflect and look back and say hmm maybe I've got friends or someone else in this situation around me that I don't know about and maybe just by asking the question how are you and I know in this course they tell you to ask it twice <laughs> right um, but it's yeah it's 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 a very very important topic and um, so glad to have you down here talking about it today. What other influential influential things have you learnt um, about mental health along your journey? The most important thing I think is that everyone's journey is very different and everyone will react to different things in different ways. That's number one. Number two is what people show you or what people choose to show you is just about scratching the surface. There is so much going on beyond that and especially your colleagues because you know we're, we're all guilty of it you walk into work and you want to be the best version of yourself and even if that version potentially on that day is not the real version of you you've got to put on a smile for your clients you've got to put on a smile for your colleagues even if it's you know and and that that's what you know blue mondays we're all feeling it in january we've all had a really lovely break with our friends and our family we've all spent loads of money we're all feeling really poor really fat um you know some people will feel unmotivated and you know there's no reason why we can't show a bit more vulnerability in front of people we know and people we trust um, and I think what I've realized throughout this journey the most important thing is don't be scared to show your vulnerability because it people may just take you that little bit more seriously and mm. just understand what makes you tick a little bit more and that will lead to stronger relationships inevitably um, and that's what I've tried to do over the course of last year, just to show people a little bit more of the real me. Um, you know, if I've had a bad evening, don't, you know, don't necessarily dwell on it, but at least share that. And maybe it will spark someone to, to actually having a conversation about it. Or that That's just on the sort of very uh, surface route. But that, that, that that's just a little bit more about what I've, what I've come to learn. It's amazing how people react. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely the opposite normally. 90% of the time is is completely different to how you think they'd react. Yeah. And then you end up having a, a real meaningful conversation that you come away with, like you said. And I think if you can do that alongside living in the present, that's something that I find handy because, I mean, the amount of times this weekend alone, I'm sat there on my sofa and I'm like, just daydreaming. Yeah. And I'm like, do something meaningful, you know, or, or just speak to somebody. Um, what or or maybe who has, has, has helped you through your experience and, and, and the most challenging times? You mentioned about your dad. I mean, 
you know, it's horrific. But um, you, who helped you? What helped you at that particular time most? So I, I can tell this story from 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 two sides of the coin, really. So when I lost my dad, I was I was pretty much alone. I mean, I had I had my mum, but we weren't on the best of terms at the time. Um, and I didn't, you know, I had my sister, but she didn't live in London. So and and our, we, again, we weren't really that close at the time as well. Um, but I had no one really I could share it with and I, I was a kid at the time I was I think I just yeah, I was 21 or just turned 22 yeah just turned 22 and um, I had no one to lean on for support I was working for a, um, a small company at the time who you know supported me as best as they could but who was you with? I was, I was at a company called Residential Land um, right. and you know, I foolishly didn't take the time for me. So I, you know, I think I lost that on Wednesday and the next Monday I was back in the office. Yeah, you said that, that's crazy. It was, it was just stupid. Um, and it was just me trying to be the big macho, you know, man that, you know, the toxic masculinity that we all talk about today. It was me trying to show that, you know, I'm brave and I didn't need support and I could just get on with my life. Um, you know, I told the story to you guys as well when I did the Barstool that I, I didn't cry at the funeral. And I was proud of that. You know, I, I used that as a sort of boasting tool, the fact that I didn't even cry at my dad's funeral. So I was a lost kid. Um, I went completely off the rails. Um, didn't have, you know, didn't know what I was doing. Um, you know, my mum admitted to me a couple of years ago that she genuinely thought she was going to lose me over, over that period. Um, and I met my wife. Um, I met my wife. So I lost dad in November. And I met my wife in the September, so about nine months later. And it, it, the story was very high profile at the time, so everyone sort of knew about it. It was in the papers, like people who I sort, of, you know, sort of knew through a second or third hand source. I, I don't know if it was true, but it, I always felt like someone was talking about me or someone was whispering about me. Because your dad was a hell of a guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was he, you know, he was. A, yeah, he was a pretty. Um, pretty lively character um, still to this day I get his friends messaging me telling me stories which is which is amazing and I love it but I was so sort of caught up in that that when I first met my wife and I was you know we, we, we met at a dinner party and we were just chatting to each other I think I told her within about three minutes <laughs> um, which is not really what you, your average <laughs> shut up line is it <laughs> it's yeah. just um, but I felt so comfortable and at ease with her and I, I still remember the feeling having done it that it just right I've got that out of the way now like it's over like she, she knows now okay. so let, let now we can have a normal conversation yeah. because as I said I was quite embarrassed and the vulnerability and I just thought let's get it out in the open and I don't know what would have happened to me if I hadn't how, how did she react at that moment I don't know actually you probably should really ask I, I mean at the face of it I think she was just a bit like oh okay fine and just yeah. I mean I've never actually asked her I probably should ask her this evening <laughs> how, 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 how did she take that but I, I know that at the time she wasn't romantically interested in me right. she, she still bangs on about that to this day um, so maybe she just thought why is this weird guy talking to me and telling me his life story and, and, and when, when can I leave yeah exactly yeah and and I do remember the look of shock on her face when I asked for her number that was quite amusing so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I, fair play to her she, she, she took on someone with a lot of baggage at the time a lot of baggage and I don't know what I've done without. But maybe that's what brought you closer together with your wife. You mm. know, just that 
immediate openness, transparency, and <clears throat> it's one of the key things that you know. Blue Monday, as as we both know, as the listeners are now hearing, you know, it can either be one or two things. It can either be a drastically depressing day, or we can look at it as a moment in time to sit back and reflect on what we should be doing uh, in terms of being more transparent, being more open with our colleagues, our friends, our family. Um, so call Ryan and ask for a new job? That's what, that's what you Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, what advice would you give, and, you know, if we flip this onto with, within the workplace, what mm. advice would you give a leader, um, whether it's a manager, a director of a business, um, that, you know, may have employees within their business that feel a little bit low or feel low themselves. What what advice would you offer that business? I think at CBRE we, we, we do a very good job in in managing and, and understanding that people are your biggest asset as a business. In, you know, in, in, 100%. In, in most businesses, especially in the industry that we work in, I think in all, all, all businesses in the industry that we work in, people are your most important asset and you've got to invest in your people. Um, and that doesn't just mean in training, that also means in, in their mental health, their physical health. So, you know, at CBRE, we have an amazing um, private health insurance policy. So if you do experience mental health issues, that's all sort of covered in that. Um, we've got something called an employee assistance helpline, which again is a free number that you can call about anything, you know, whether it be financial advice or you know, having marital problems or whatever it may be that service is there. And then of course we've got the Mental Health First Aider Network as well, um, which is uh, on offer to help support and point you in the right direction. I think in terms of what I would advise leaders to do is just, just be aware that you know people have issues and, and, and need if they need time, if they need support, and just be a bit more mindful of that rather than, you know, we used to live in a draconian society where you had to be at your desk at nine o'clock and you couldn't leave till five six o'clock in the evening and now since covid that that's definitely loosened the shackles a little bit and allowed people to you know have less time commuting um enjoy more time with their family and that's been a real positive but it's a case of listening to what your your people need um need to function at the same time as getting a right balance to make sure that your business works you know you, you've got to look after your business at the same time but i think just have a bit of an open ear and, and listening and, and making sure that the people are getting what they want because not everyone wants a gym membership you know some people just yeah. just need something a little bit different well that's one thing i mean i i'm so i'm the mental health first aider for well one of the first aiders for the business but i'm also the mental health ambassador for the company so the company allow me to have free reign over a particular budget and go and book things mm. for people and at, one of the toughest things I've found is booking things that everybody wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, for you example, can't please everyone, right? Yeah. Next month we're going to do puppy yoga. We did that once, and it, it had the Don't tell me it's bad. It complete, no, completely oversubscribed. <laughs> completely oversubscribed. Everyone absolutely loved it. It was yeah. it was really really cool. So we've got that, and um, but yeah, I think if 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 there was a figure. You know, you, you can guarantee a, an additional twenty percent return on 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 your investment into your staff. More directors would maybe take note, but it's 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 clear as day in front of you. You know, yeah. people go to the gym to train muscles. Why not train your your mind? And completely agree. Um, okay, what advice would you give someone as an individual feeling a little bit blue in January? 
Well, I said to you before we started, I'm really guilty of this. <laughs> yeah. I always overindulge in the break. I always enjoy spending time with my family and my friends and doing all those fun things. And I spend far too much money, as I'm sure everyone else does. <laughs> and I'm feeling really poor in January. Um, and, I mean, exercise is always the biggest one. Um, yeah. Everyone always says exercise. But I hate the gym. <laughs> I despise it. It's overloaded in it's, January. It's well. overloaded in January. So I, I, I play football with my friends every Monday evening, which I like. And what I was saying to you as well, the important thing is is, is routine, structure, get into good habits, um, you know, eating well, sleeping well. You know, don't be that person who's scrolling on their phone at 12.30 at night when you could just be asleep getting getting a good night kip. I think people really underestimate sleep. Um, yeah. Really underestimate sleep. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well, but if you can regulate your sleep and get into good sleeping habits. Have you got kids? Yeah, I've got two, yeah. That's why you don't sleep. That's why you appreciate oh, no, sleep. I know, I, I sleep. My, my wife doesn't sleep so well, but <laughs> I, I, I sleep. Yeah. Um, eating well, you know, try and stay off the booze for a little bit. I mean, look, it's the classic, isn't it? I mean, you know, you see people on the social media channels, oh, I'm doing dry Jan, and it's like, yeah, I see this every year, let's talk in <laughs> Feb. Um, but it is about creating habits, and um, I was briefly mentioning to you before, I've, I've been reading a really, really good book, Atomic Habits. Okay. And if you've read it yourself. I'm not, I'm not a good reader. It's something. It was one of my New Year's resolutions four years ago. <laughs> Still I'm sure there's an audio book. Um, but no, it, it, it just talks about breaking it into its simplistic form. And, you know, whatever your daily habits are, whether it's waking up, looking at your phone, having a shower, brushing your teeth, flossing your teeth, whatever, whatever it is, write them down as a list and either write a plus sign or a minus sign, whether it's a positive habit and it's going to help you achieve efficiency or it's a negative habit. And if you put equals, it's a neutral habit. Right. Yeah. Um, and just by doing that simple sort of task, you can actually start to spot some trends. And yeah, the habits thing, the consistency is, is huge. It really is. But I think there's a fine balance between not getting OCD with it as well. 100%. Um, it, can, it can really, you know, if you become addicted to the gym and you miss one day and because you, you've got to enjoy life as well do you know what I mean you've got to enjoy you you've got to do what works for you that 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 you know you could one person's right is the other person's wrong so you just got to you know find something that works and stick to it and once you found that thing that you like to do and you found that routine that works for you and write it down, if write something, it down you yeah. know if something makes you feel good write it down and, and, and then the flip reverse if something makes you feel bad <laughs> write it down don't do it yeah um, how can friends and family and, and, and maybe peers in the office and, and, and whatever else help support you in 2023 so, so this is something I've always banged on about in my November my November talks and it's just the world is such a polarised place right now um, it's gotten you know scarier and scarier over the past I'd say you know four or five years and everyone's got an opinion and everyone's opinion's better than the other person's opinion it's whoever shouts louder but can't we all just be a little bit nicer to each other mm -hmm. just respect each other's opinions respect that we might have differences um, learn from each other healthy debate is always good it doesn't need to turn into a slagging off match just you know maybe if your views are different from someone else's speak to them about it you might learn something you might even change your mind mm. um, and we've become so engrossed in in, in not wanting to learn from each other, just this one-upmanship, it, it, it's 
it, it's not really a nice place to be right now. So I've always tried to, you know, preach to my friends and family just to just to be a little bit nicer, be a bit more empathetic, understand what other people are going through, understand that people are different, and and just try and support each other rather than bring each other down. Um, you know, we don't need to be so competitive. Let's try and help each other out. Like you said, every, everybody's got a story, and there's, uh, there's a quote I like from uh, Simon Cowell, of oh. all people. But um, his dad taught him something when he was young. He said, he said when, you, when you interact with people, imagine they've got a sign on their head that says, make me feel important. Wow, I like that. And if you go about that, it's... Because uh, everyone's got something interesting. And 100%. if you believe that you're, you, you know, you're connected with people for a reason, who knows? That person could put you in touch with someone that could change your life. So why not ask and find the questions? 100%. Find the answers, rather. Um, if you could give one piece of advice, one key bit of guidance to, 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 to one of the listeners or you know, maybe on your travels today that, that, that might help someone that is a little bit struggling in life right now, what would that be? Talk to someone. Yeah. Problem shared is a problem halved. Um, open up. I mean, uh, you know, I've, but how how do they go about that? Because I think it's very simple to say, have a chat. Yeah, you yeah. Know, go and talk to someone. But it's very difficult because there are some people who who would get quite awkward about that sort of thing. Um, I'm sure you know you can name in your head a few people that if you went up to them and said, oh, actually, I'm feeling a bit rubbish today because of X, Y, and Z, and they would just be a bit like, well not my problem or <laughs> you know or, oh, God, hope it all gets better mate and then just sort of walk off and yeah. pretend it didn't happen um so you've got to you know you've got to pick your moment you've got to you've got to pick your person you've got to pick your moment um you know sometimes even reaching out to a stranger or not a stri- not necessarily a stranger but maybe someone who you you know don't speak to that often um but yeah as you say it's, it's difficult and you've got to be brave but you know if you're not going to take that first step and you're not going to be brave and you're not going to show your vulnerability, it's going to be very difficult for someone to spot it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone does spot it and asks you, you know, how are you doing today? Be brave and, and explain to them that you're not, you're not doing so great and, and maybe share the reasons behind that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. That's, that, it's, it's really tough, but that's, unfortunately that, that, that's what you've got to do. You've got to, you've got to be really brave. Yeah, I mean, in a world where we're, we're all stuck on our phones, we the key message here: let's let's put the phone down and have a chat. Exactly. Um, look, we're going to finish off because I think um, you know it's uh, we we need a bit of fun here, right? So uh, <laughs> you don't know what I'm about to ask. You. I, I have no idea. I'm they're looking only, forward to this all, all talk. Yeah, they're 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 minor, but they're quick fire questions. So it just gives us a, a little bit of an insight and a little bit of fun. Um, name one thing that annoys. Will Castle the most? Oh God! Um, people not saying good morning. Yep, really <laughs> annoys me. Manners. Yeah, manners in general. I think just you know, say hello to the barista making your coffee in the morning. You know, ask them how their day is going. Just random bits like that. I I, I walk to the station every every day and um, there's a bit where like there's only one person can fit either which way coming down the path and the amount of times I've stepped in the road waited for people and they don't say thanks. Yeah, that, like, that would annoy me. Yeah, <laughs> that would really my blood's <laughs> boiling and we've only just started the day. <laughs> what was your last and you might need to get out your phone what was your last Google search? Uh, Devril Smith. 
location. Nice. <laughs> Plug the brand. That's it. Um, what's the best thing you've seen on Netflix? Does it have to be Netflix or can it be another? Well, there's other brands out there, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, White Lotus. Loving that at the that moment. That is on Netflix, right? No, no, no. It's on Sky. Um, that's very good. And what? Oh, um, me and my wife are watching at the moment Slow Horses on Apple TV. <coughs> Very good. My parents have said about this, yeah. Very, very good. I am um, slightly different to yours, but Traitors. Have you ever seen Traitors? Oh, I saw that advertised on Netflix. That's on the Really, list. really Is good. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a game show type thing, but it's, it's really good. Um, Favourite celebrity and why? Uh, Bukayo Saka. Yes. Are you Arsenal? Yeah. Big oh, um, but normally it would be, you know, Thierry Henry. Yeah, yeah. But like, since we're talking on this subject, Bukayo Saka is twenty-one or twenty-two, and he's just the most incredible human. Like, even if you don't like football, just learn a bit about Bukayo Saka because this guy has gone from strength to strength, and he's just the humility that this kid shows after what he went through with the races um, attacks after the Euros and how he just the way he conducts himself. I've met him once and he's just the most, his energy is just, it's infectious. And for a 22 year old man to be able to, to, to show what he shows, I just think is absolutely admirable, especially the fact he's in the spotlight, the amount of money he earns, blah, 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 to show the humility that he shows, I think is just incredible. Yeah, I echo that. I've seen the Arsenal series. He comes across great on that, doesn't he? Just what? like a kid doing his dreams. He just loves it. And he's just, and he's so humble about it. I just, I just haven't got, I can't, superlative don't describe the guy enough for me. He's just yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And it's not just because we're Arsenal. <laughs> um, finally, if you could own any property in the world, what property would you own and what would you do with it? Oh, wow. Any property in the world. This is a bit of a reoccurring question on. I mean, there are so. I'm caught in two minds. Do I go for Buckingham Palace, which could be pretty awesome, um, or do I go for a remote island in the Maldives? <laughs> or, I mean, it's got to be Buckingham Palace, really, doesn't Buckingham it? Palace, it's just yeah. got to be, like, because you can't buy that. There's no value on it. It's just slap bang in the middle of the heart of the city. Yeah, but then, am I buying a property or an estate? Because then I get Windsor Castle, then I get, I, I get. Balmoral, like methodical them. approach. You've I, got. I, I get all of these things, and then you know I can use my little country getaway. You know, it, my mother-in-law can come stay. There's enough bedrooms. You know, oh, the family are going to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just. I'm not. I would definitely live in it. Like this is not a property for investment. I'm. I'm, I'm living in this. For nice. Sure. Well, look, well, it's been. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. We said half hour. Look at that. Perfect. Bang on the well, nose. Um, thanks for coming down. Hopefully, listeners have enjoyed it. And um, yeah, thanks for your time. Perfect. Thanks, Ryan. You can join the DS movement by visiting ds.devrilsmith.com and you will receive the latest Deadcast episode direct to your inbox. 